Mormonism 101 for Teens is a valuable resource for anyone wanting a simplified view of the Mormon religion from a Christian perspective. Mormonism 101 for Teens is available at your favorite Christian bookstore or at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Do we as Christians twist the meaning of Moroni 1032. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. This week, we're looking at a rebuttal to what is known as the impossible gospel technique of witnessing to Latter-day Saints using their own verses to show them that if these verses are true, nobody can live up to them. The anonymous author of this article says that we are twisting their scriptures and we are misapplying interpretations that give these verses and the statements of various Mormon leaders meaning that were never implied in the first place. However, so far we're seeing that this author is really giving his own personal interpretation that I don't see LDS leaders supporting. And certainly we find it in his section dealing with Moroni 1032. Well, before we begin, let's read Moroni 10.32, because you've heard us cite it many times on this show. Yea, come unto Christ, and be perfected in him, and deny yourselves of all ungodliness. And if you shall deny yourselves of all ungodliness, and love God with all your might, mind, and strength, then is his grace sufficient for you, that by his grace you may be perfect in Christ. And if by the grace of God you are perfect in Christ, you can in no wise deny the power of God. What does the author of this article have to say, Eric? Critics interpret Moroni 10.32 to suggest that the conditions we must meet in order to receive salvation are too high for any man to obtain perfect righteousness, and therefore salvation is impossible. When critics twist Moroni 10.32 to make it mean that salvation is logically unavailable for man, they are giving it a spin that Moroni himself would have been horrified at. It is quite obvious to even the casual reader that Moroni believes that the grace of Christ is logically available for man. Latter-day Saints have a number of approaches they can take in interpreting this text, including recognizing that, quote, deny yourselves of all ungodliness, end quote, mean to deny that ungodliness is a justifiable presence in one's life, that all ungodliness may refer to only a majority or great portion of ungodliness, and that the passage may be considered as aspirational and not a formal recipe for salvation. Now, when this author says that it is quite obvious to even the casual reader that Moroni believes that the grace of Christ is logically available for man, if it's quite obvious, why does there seem to be a controversy over this? It's not that obvious. If we go again to what LDS leaders have said about this passage or how this passage is cited in their lessons or or in their conference messages or in various manuals, I think perhaps it does become quite obvious, but what does not become obvious is his interpretation. 
when he says that denying yourself of all ungodliness may refer to only a majority or great portion of ungodliness, and that the passage may be considered as aspirational and not a formal recipe for salvation, is that how LDS leaders have looked at this passage? When have you ever heard an LDS leader citing Moroni 10.32 give the impression that this means you only have to give up a portion of your ungodliness? Whether it's a small portion or a great portion, it doesn't matter. They never imply that. When they cite it, they cite it as it reads. And I'll give you a classic example that was found in the Ensign Magazine, October 2006. This is what you read on page 53. The perfect relationship between the atoning grace of Christ and the obedient efforts of mankind is powerfully stated by Nephi, citing, we know that it is by grace that we are saved after all we can do, which of course is 2 Nephi 25:23. Furthermore, this article says, we are invited to come unto Christ and be perfected in him. When we deny ourselves of all ungodliness, then and only then is his grace sufficient for us, citing in parentheses Moroni 10:32. Is the way this is cited in that paragraph that I just read give any indication that all you need to really give up is a portion of your ungodliness? No, that clarification is never made. Then we also have Dallin H. Oaks, who is a member of the First Presidency. This statement can be found in the Book of Mormon Student Manual, Religion 121-122, and this came out in 2009. You can find it on pages 94 and 95. Moroni pleaded, Yea, come unto Christ, and be perfected in him, and deny yourselves of all ungodliness. And if ye shall deny yourselves of all ungodliness, and love God with, with all your might, mind, and strength, then is his grace sufficient for you, that by his grace ye may be perfect in Christ. Moroni 10.32 We are not saved in our sins as by being unconditionally saved through confessing Christ and then inevitably committing sins in our remaining lives. We are saved from our sins by a weekly renewal of our repentance and cleansing through the grace of God and his blessed plan of salvation. And his blessed plan of salvation, that is the key portion in what Dallin Oaks says there, because you know that the plan of salvation not only includes repenting of all your sins, never to repeat them again, but it means keep all the commandments. And I think it goes along perfectly with how Moroni 10.32 has been interpreted by LDS leaders. Notice Dallin H. Oaks cites it the way it reads in the Book of Mormon. He doesn't qualify the word all as meaning a portion, even a great portion. And then we have the Preparing for Exaltation Teacher's Manual, page 39. We must do more than just say we believe in Jesus Christ. We must follow him. All people, regardless of their level of righteousness, will be saved from death because of the resurrection of Christ. However, in order to attain the highest degree of glory in the resurrection, we need to come unto Christ and be perfected in him. Moroni 10.32 We come unto Christ by having faith in him, repenting of our sins, being baptized, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, receiving other saving priesthood ordinances, obeying the commandments, and keeping the covenants we make with our Heavenly Father. How we live does make a difference. How we live does make a difference. Now, if you were to believe this author's interpretation of Moroni 1032, 
And let's say you believe what this individual is saying. Now, mind you, this person writes anonymously. They obviously do not have the same priesthood authority as a Dallin Oaks or any other leader that we have cited so far this week. So really, their interpretation, if it goes against what these leaders have said, is null and void. You don't take an individual member's interpretation of a verse if the leaders have already given you a clear understanding of how that verse is supposed to be understood. So when we look at what this person has to say, obviously, he does not have the authority to contradict what leaders have already said about it. And as I've challenged earlier in the show, I challenge any Latter-day Saint to show me where an LDS leader has cited Moroni 1032 and said that this means that you only have to give up a great portion of your sins. They never do that. They always cite it as it reads. We have also Joseph Fielding McConkie and Robert L. Millett. They wrote a commentary called The Doctrinal Commentary on the Book of Mormon, volume 2, page 258. They say, after we have done all that we can do, after we have denied ourselves of ungodliness and worldly lust, then is the grace of God sufficient for us. Then we are sanctified in Christ and eventually made perfect in Christ. And it says, see 2 Nephi 25:23 and Moroni 10:32. After we have denied ourselves. Now, this author seems to think that the phrase denying yourselves of all ungodliness does not mean to completely stop sinning. Is that how LDS leaders have explained this passage? I don't think any of them have ever taken that kind of a position. And clearly it looks like Joseph Fielding McConkie and Robert L. Millett wouldn't take that position. They've cited that more than once in their commentary. And they make it very clear that you have to get rid of every worldly lust now, that's not in Moroni 10.32. That's out of the Joseph Smith translation. But they insert that when they're trying to make a point regarding Moroni 10.32. This author gives a syllogism. He says, the critics twist this passage to mean something that Moroni would have been horrified at. He repeats that same phrase. He says that earlier on in this article as well. Their argument can be summed up with the following syllogism. One, we must deny all ungodliness before we can receive grace. Moroni 10.32. First of all, that's not correct. We're not saying that at all. We're saying to get the grace that forgives you of your sin. Yes, this passage says you must deny yourself of all ungodliness. It's an if-then proposition. Number two, he says, to sin is to fail to deny all ungodliness. Three, we all sin. Four, therefore, we can't receive grace. Do you see how he has to make it work, though, in his mind? He accuses us of bringing up a definition that is not understood in this particular passage. But yet he is the one that is introducing a different definition. He's saying that all just means a great portion. That's all it means. That's not how LDS leaders have cited this passage. They never take the time to try and correct the word all to mean great portion. This author does, probably because this author knows that if all meant all in this passage, he is disqualified himself. Well, we go on and we find in this article, he says, critics wish to force a different definition, one in which denying ungodliness means to totally stop all ungodliness in one's life. Are we 
forcing a different definition or are we taking what LDS leaders have said at face value? If anybody is forcing a different definition, as I said earlier, it's this author. And he goes on to also say, thus the phrase, deny yourself of all ungodliness, could refer to denying a large portion or number or a great part of ungodliness. It doesn't mean you have to be totally without sin in order to receive grace. That would, of course, negate the need for grace. Well, again, let's clarify. It doesn't mean you have to be totally without sin in order to receive grace. No, in order to receive that enabling power, You don't have to deny yourself of all ungodliness. But it seems clear from Moroni 10.32 the way it reads, and again, it's an if-then proposition. If you do this, then you get this. It sounds like in order to get the grace, obviously in this context, must be referring to the grace that forgives you of your sin, you must deny yourself of all ungodliness. Is there any other way this can be understood? Is there any other way that leaders have explained this? I'm not aware of any, and if this individual who wrote this article thinks that's the way it should be interpreted, then give us some examples of LDS leaders supporting your premise. The fact that there are none in this article tends to tell me he can't come up with any. I'm not saying that he couldn't come up with an outlier, because we know that the Latter-day Saint leadership is often not consistent on some issues. But when it comes to Moroni 10.32, they do seem to be consistent. You take it the way it reads. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.